Amen. All right. So what we want to do now is uh, last week we, we looked at, all right, the tithe is a what? A biblical principle, remember the Bible, that should never be what? Violated. All right? The tithe represents the first what? The first 10% of all what? Increase. Now, you may not have, you may not know this, but let me show you something. Inheritance, suits and settlements, compensation, weekly, bi-weekly, bonuses, retirement, yep, tax refunds, some of you already spent it, amen, they already bought the car, <laughs> amen, the money is gone. So take a picture of that because just in case you don't know, because I used to think it was just my income. But whenever you have what? Increase. Tell your neighbor increase. Amen. Now, how many of you want some increase? Amen. How many can do for an increase? Come on, somebody. Amen. All right. All right. All right. And so note this. And parents, if you're here, I want you to hear me on this one. Children and youth should be included in the practice of tithing. Why? Because you're teaching them a financial principle, amen, that can carry them on to a life of being blessed. Amen? Now, we have children in this church that tithe. And guess what? They got good grades. Come on, somebody. Uh, oh, I wish I had somebody. Amen. They're doing, they're doing things with their lives. They're getting scholarships. See, the favor of God. See, saints, we can't always live in the natural. We have to live in the spiritual. Amen. And if you teach your children how to tithe, amen, how to give, amen, it will go for the rest of their lives. Amen. Let us also, what? Notice a fresh look at some biblical tithers. Let's look at some biblical tithers. Let's go to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Just so that you see that tithing was in the Old Testament, but there were people who tithe. Amen? Just in case you say, no, you just asking me to do it. Amen? All right. Genesis chapter 14, um, verse 20, but you know, we're going to back up a little bit. Amen? And, uh, let's go to verse, where we at, 20? Let's go to verse 18 real quick. Somebody read that, Melchizedek, king of what? Salem. Uh-huh. And now he was a what? Right. Uh-huh. And who gave him a tenth of all? Abram did. Amen. So here it was that the priest was blessing Abram, right? And now we find, amen, that Abram was moved, amen. He gave Melchizedek a tithe because as a priest of the God Most High, Melchizedek represented God. 
And because he represented God, God in this brief encounter, amen, this is a messianic prophecy. But remember this, that he saw the need to give because he understood he wasn't given to him. But what the question is, what moved him to give a tithe of, of all he had? Think about that for a minute, right? And, and we say, what can I do for God? We can promote his kingdom. Amen. And Melchizedek was a type of Christ. Are you with me? Amen. And so here we go. Uh, Abraham taught us that tithing was always connected to worship. Go to uh, verse 22. Keep reading. And the king of what? Sodom said to Abram. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Made Abram rich. Mm-hmm. Eshko. Mamre. Amen. And so what what's happening here now, amen, is we find that Abram is teaching now. Amen. He says, and Abram said to the king of Sodom, I've raised, I have raised my hands. To the Lord God most high creator of heaven. See. In worship. And so as he gave the tithe. Amen. It was an act of what? Worship. Amen. And we must always remember. Go back to my slides. Uh, you must always remember that giving is an act of worship. Amen. So here we go. Right here. All right. Abraham taught us that tithing was always connected with worship. Amen. And. And and it's amazing because when I look at how he gave to Melchizedek, amen, how the Bible says he gave all. Of all he had, he gave ten. He didn't have to do it, but we find that Abram tithed. Then we find that Jacob, Abram's grandson, was also a tither. Genesis 28, go to Genesis 28. So you see how it was passed down? Come on and say amen. Amen. Now, Jacob was a trickster, but he was also a tither. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. but J- Jacob was a guy that liked to steal blessings. Amen. But he found out he can be blessed on his own. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I want to tell you something. There's something about when you become a releaser. Come on, let me help you real quick. When you, when you learn to turn your giving into an act of worship, where you are magnifying and glorifying God, and it's 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 because from your heart, Amen. You're giving to God because you know, hey, you know what? I love Him, and what can I do for Him? And, and here's, you know, I thought about the other day. God owns everything, and if God owns everything, and God lends it to us, then we ought to return it to Him, Amen. Now, I want to back up a few slides here, real quick. See these things right here? A lot of people struggle in those areas. They get increases from lawsuits and settlements and uh, uh, retirement bonuses. I think I, I think I had somebody told me not too long ago that they need they got a raise and they need to look at Pastor. I need to give God a raise, <laughs> Amen. Because as you get a raise, come on, help me, somebody. God should get a raise. Amen. Yesterday we went to the to the restaurant. Amen. I took a picture of our receipt. 
Amen. The minimum 20%. The minimum. So if the waiter got a raise, come on and help me somebody. Amen. If the waiter got a raise, they ain't talking about 10% no more. You, you can't, you can't give no waiter no 10%. It's 20 and above. And so if the waiter got a raise, then guess what, y'all? God should get one too. Not, but listen, but I'm talking about, you know, people say they're generous. But if you can't be generous with God, come on, help me somebody. See, it's an act of faith because you've never seen God. Amen. But God can get our money in different ways now. Amen. He can get it different ways. All right. He will get it different ways. Come on now. How many know what I'm talking about? How many know what I'm talking about? How many you experience that? And some of us, you know, we know how to patch up the holes and go on. But I'm going to tell you something, man. I know about God getting it. And when I learned that principle, I was like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm doing all the right things. I'm praying. Uh-huh. I'm going to church. Come on now. I'm faithful. I'm keeping my mind clear. But it seems like I have no peace. Come on, somebody. Everything breaks the next day. And then the next day. And then the next day. Amen. Until you're drained out. The Bible says you're like, you get paid. And when you ever do this, you ever do this? You leave the house with a $100 bill. You just go into the grocery store. Watch this. You just go in the grocery store to get one item. Where were people at? One item. And you come back and you have zero dollars. And you're saying to yourself, what in the world happened? You. It was you. You had no control. But watch this. But when you are a giver. God will give you the self-control. Amen. That when you and look, and some of y'all got it bad with the with 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 the online stuff. Ooh, Lord. Press a button and it's gone. And so what I'm saying, saints, you have to understand this is a principle, but I want you to know why, though. Right? Look at Jacob. It says, and Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be what? Now, now he was conditional in his, in his conversation with God. Amen. But he was still a tither. If God will be what? And will what? Now, he was on a journey. He was going back to meet his brother that he had stole his blessing from. Amen. Watch this. He had been reformed. Come on, help me somebody. He had been converted again. God told him to head on back there, but don't be afraid of Esau. Amen. But here he is. He's making a, uh, uh, if you would, a contract with God. Amen. A conditional contract. He says, then Jacob made a vow. This is a vow now. Saying, if God will be with me. And I think that that's how we have to do it. If we struggle with tithing, make a vow. And then keep the vow. Because oftentimes, amen, what happens to us saints, we, amen, we struggle when things get hard and then we, for some reason we panic. But if you hold on, you need something deeper 
that's going to hold you committed to what you say you're going to do. Does that make sense? Watch this. He says, and Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take, I will give and, and will give me food to eat and garments to wear. And I return to my, he had a whole lot of conditions to his, to his, come on somebody. Look what he said. He says, and I return to my father's house in safety. Then. Now that's kind of, that's, 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 that's real. Now it's a vow. It's a vow. It's a vow. But here's the thing. Some of us need to do that kind of stuff. Amen. Because we know who we are. Jacob, Jacob been a trickster all his life. Amen. And here he is now. Amen. You know, making this jacked up vow, if you would, to God, right? Look what he says. Now, what he says. He says, this stone, which I set up. You know, you know, you know, here's what's crazy about this vow. This is the kind of vow that we make. God, if you do this for me, all these things. Watch this. We make a whole list of what we want. And God, if you do this for me. Then I do this. Then I'll give. Seriously? Where is your faith? I got this bill due, but Lord, if you pay this bill for if I get this bill paid, amen, then, then I'll give my tithe. And a lot of people take that and pay the bill. And, and then guess what? Then they find themselves 10 steps backwards. Can you imagine if you forced to really free up your money to the Lord? Come on, somebody. What would start happening in your life? Because God has a way. Amen. I was talking to, go on, I was talking to Bruce. Bruce, you're a tither, right? Are you a tither? Okay. You Are you a consistent tither? Do you tithe correctly? Do you tithe cheerfully? You want to give your testimony? Come on, give your testimony. Tell us. See, because you can't have just anybody coming up here trying to tell the story. Amen. I'm talking about people who tried it once or tried it twice. I'm talking about consistently and faithfully. Amen. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Okay. um, Well, ever since I accepted being this deacon, I've... uh, been having the enemy just attacking me all kind of ways. Every time I look up, there's something going at me. And I'm like, man, when is going to stop? <laughs> so eventually, cut it short, uh, God finally just stopped it. And then one day, we had a bill come in. I went to my wife. The light bill. And the bill, you always when the bill come in, she handed it to me. <laughs> so, and you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna open and see what it is. So I open it up, and uh, I said, whoa. And I looked at it, and she said, how much is it? I said, well, it's seven hundred thirty-one dollars. She said, whoa, like that. I said, no, I ain't gonna get you like that. It's seven dollars and thirty-one cents. <laughs> So that that's thank you, Bruce. That's what I'm talking about. You have to taste and see 
And that's a great testimony. Give God a hand clap of praise for that. And some of you want to see that kind of stuff happen to you. And it can happen to you. But notice what he said before it happened. Was y'all listening? What was, what, what, what was happening? <clears throat> he was being what? Right. And the devil brings attacks for this reason. Watch this. So that you will panic and get distracted and give up and throw in the towel and say, you know what? I ain't doing that. I don't believe in that, man. I'm keeping my money. I'm going to give it to goodwill. I'm going to give it to this person. But let me tell you something. Those attacks, amen, are a way that Satan uses to pull us out of the will of God. Go to 1 Peter 2.20. That's my passage for everybody that's suffering. 1 Peter 2.20. Amen. Because we got some people here in our church right now. They're doing the right thing. Come on, let me help you real quick. They're doing the right thing. They're faithful tithers. The enemy has hit four people in our church, three people in our church, who are faithful tithers. And I'm not talking about no little money. I'm talking about big money. Take that, took their jobs, got them laid off. But I'm saying to you, greater is coming. I'm saying to you, you just hold on. Because I believe that the God we serve is going to give you more than what you thought you lost. Are you with me? And he's going to sustain you. And listen, I'm talking about the faithful ones. But the ones who are not faithful, amen, they ain't losing nothing. And that's the impression that he's given us, but they're not happy. Come on and help me somebody. They may look like they got it together, but they are miserable. But you who have lost your job. In this church, I want to say, I'm declaring to Satan, he can't have you. He can't have your faith. He can't have your life. And if push come to shove and we got to get together and pick up an offering to help you, then guess what we're going to do? We're going to do that till you get a job. Are you with me? Now, don't come ask for no offering. <laughs> in the next breath, right? In the next breath, right in the next breath. Amen. Right in the next breath. Watch this. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I believe that you brought up a great point. Before the suff- before the breakthrough comes the suffering. You follow what I'm saying? Now watch this. Watch First Peter 2.20. Look what it says. He says what? For what credit is there? If when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience. He says, here's what he's saying. When you willfully miss the mark, okay, and you're like, man, I done messed up, and you're going through all this hell, right? And you're like, man, you knew what you did, and you're just patient, and you're going through it, right? What benefit is that? But look what he says. That's what he says. He says, but when... But if when you do what is what? What? If you do what is what? Right. 
And you what? Notice the difference. Got to watch the passage. When you sin, you're harshly treated. Come on, somebody. When you do right, you what? I'm trying to help somebody. And the believer will suffer. Let me break some news to you. But it's not to destroy you. It's to grow you. Because he says, for if you what? This is the key to going through what you're going through right now. Patiently. Notice, when you sin, you endure it with patience. When you suffer for doing what's right, you patiently what? In patience and patiently. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Are you following me on this? He says, you endure it. He says, this, this, Bruce, finds favor with God and you get a $7.23 light bill. So hold on. Don't give up. Don't, don't think that God is punishing you because you're doing right. But that's up to you. Now watch this. To evaluate, am I doing right? Because watch this. Your right and God's right is two different rights. You have to look to the scripture and say, okay, I'm doing what's right. And if you're suffering right now, and if the enemy has touched whatever you have, just remember this. There's a day of reckoning that's going to happen. God's going to give you back everything and more of what you thought you lost. And you don't know why he released you from there. Watch this. To bring you closer to him. So endure it. Patiently. Don't miss that word. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a panic. Don't fall apart. Listen, I don't know when the next thing hit me how I'm going to respond. But 1 Peter 2.20 tells me how to respond. Because I know to the best of my ability, according to the biblical knowledge that I have, I'm not trying to do right. I'm doing right. If you're trying to do right, then that means you're doing something else. Just do right. And if you do what's right, you know what's right? You supporting your church is what's right. Tithing is right. Praise is right. Serving is right. Come on, help me. Amen. Loving God and loving your fellow believers and fellowshipping with one another is right. Amen. God doesn't just want you to come in church, pop in, and then pop out, and you ain't got no connections with anybody in the kingdom. Come on, y'all. What kind of what kind of believer is that? If you have he says friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. Amen. Friendship with God. Friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God, right? And, and watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And they that suffer. 
for what's right. Sometimes when you give, can I tell you this? It hurts. But that means something. You know what that means then? It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And it's supposed to hurt. You know why? Because if you can give and don't feel nothing about it, then that's, I don't believe that's your best. Can I tell you something? If I, if I were to tell the truth right now, a lot of us, our minds are really consumed, not all of us, with money. Bottom line. I don't think about it. I got it in my pocket. I don't think about it. One of the one of the happiest moments for me is Sunday morning when I'm going to that ATM. I promise you it is. And it ain't just because I'm a pastor, it's just because I love God. And if I love him, I'm going to sh- I'm going to give him. Amen, because I understand I'm going to give to him to support the kingdom. Amen. Watch this. Uh, Jacob, right? He says, he says, look what he said. Now he made all these jacked up, you know, demands, right? He says, and I, and, and he says, look what he says. And, and I returned to my father's house and saved this stone, which I have set up as a pillar will be God's house as Bethel. And of all that you what? And that all notice, notice who he knew it's coming from. It's not your money. I know you, you ball it up like it's yours. He says, all that you give me, I will surely give a what? Why don't you make that vow to God? Lord, because sometimes you got to taste and see. Lord, if you, if you help me pay these bills, if you help me to get over this, if you get me this job, Lord, try it. <laughs> I ain't going at him like that. J- Jacob <laughs> shows us this. Prayer. And the what? The pledge of tithing. You got to pray for yourself sometimes. You got to pray about it. Lord, I'm going to pray about it, but I'm going to make this pledge. Amen? Moses, for all intents and purposes, was a tither. Leviticus 27.30 says, Thus all the tithe of the what? Land. The what? The seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's and it is what? That's the portion of the principle that we have to remind ourselves of that it is what? Holy. Are you with me? All right. Moses taught that the owner of the tithe was God. Moses taught that the nature of the tithe the nature of the tithe was what? Is what? Holy. Amen? All right, it's what? Holy. The word is Kodesh in the, in the, in the Hebrew, and the tithe is sacred, sanctified, and what? Selected from all others to present in worship to who? To God only. It is sacred, it is what? Sanctified, and it has been selected from all other 
to present in what? Worship to God. Leviticus 27.31 says, Moses taught that the tithe is also time sensitive. Just remember that. Look what it says. Therefore, uh, go there, go there real quick. Yeah, it's time sensitive. It's it's what? Yeah. That means if you don't give it when you're supposed to, then you gotta add interest to it. And some of us are we we shoot. If God was to really like really enforce the you know, we yeah. Um we would be in trouble. We we have back taxes to pay. Watch what he says. 27.31 says what? 30 says, Thus all the tithe of the land, of the seed of the land, of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to who? The Lord. If therefore man wishes to do what? To do, you know what the word redeem means, right? Think about this for a minute. You ready? To redeem something means to buy it back. So hold on a minute. I thought it was my money. So to redeem it means to take it back from somebody. To buy it back from somebody. So what God was saying, what, 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 what the writers say, what Moses is saying here is they, hey, hold on a minute. It's not yours in the first place, but you're redeeming it. You're holding back part of it, part of his tithe. You know how we like to do, right? We'll take 50 and take the other 50 and pay the bill. Lord, I'm going to get that next time. Amen. He says, if you wish to redeem a part of it, he shall add what? One fifth. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So now when I give the next time, I got to give what? 10 plus 15. All right, it's 5%. He says, if you says if you say, I want to hold back, right? If I can't give this week and I keep my tithe, let's say it's $100. The next week, what am I supposed to bring? 15, but if I get paid again, I got to bring what? 25. God says it's time sensitive. And don't let the don't let the don't let the interest rack up on it, alright? Amen. That's deep, ain't it? See, when you learn about tithing, then you're like, man, shoot, I ain't playing with that. Come on, say amen. But Moses also taught about the purpose of the tithe. Deuteronomy 14. Man, that's good. It says, you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to establish his name. The what? The tithe of your grain, your what? Your new wine, your oil, and the firstborn of your herd and your flock so that you may learn to what? To fear the Lord. You, you, you know what? Tithing puts you in a place of reverence. So like, remember what I say cheerfully? When I say cheerfully, what I'm talking about is like, God, I'm giving to you in reverence. 
Listen, listen to this. I don't want to miss this point. Go to Deuteronomy 14. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 4. Yeah, 14.23, but I want to look at the context. Always look at the context. Whenever you read a passage of Scripture, you want to understand it, go back to what it says before so that you can get it. Amen? 14.23. All right. Oh, we had 23. All right. Let's go back real quick. 21. What it says? It says, you shall not eat anything which dies of itself. Now, God has given them the, the laws, right? Restrictions and dietary laws and all this stuff. He says, you, you may give it, what? The alien who is in your town so that he may eat it or you may, or you may sell it to a foreigner for you are a what holy see here's the thing tithing belongs to us i don't expect the world to understand i don't just because we have a 501c3 i don't expect people to give to this but i do expect the people of god who are holy who are set apart who fear god i do expect them to understand what we're supposed to do. Are you with me? Watch this. He says, look what he says. He says, a holy people to the Lord your God, you shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Look what he said. You shall surely tithe all the produce from what you sow which comes out of the field every year. And you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to establish his name. And look what he says. You shall eat what? The tithe of your grain, your new wine, your oil, the firstborn of your herd and your flock in order that you may learn to what? To fear what? The Lord your God always. Look at verse 24. And if the distance is too great, is so great for you that you're not able to do what? Since the place where the Lord your God chooses to set his name is too far away from you when the Lord your God, when, when the Lord your God what? Then you shall exchange it. See, because remember, they would bring animals, grains, and all this other stuff. And he said, you should exchange it for what? For money and bind the money to your what? And do what? Go to the place. And you may spend the money for whatever your heart desires. For what? Oxen or sheep or wine, or strong drink, or whatever your heart desires, and there you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice you and your what? Watch this. Watch this. What he's saying is if you can't make it, amen, then you still use the tithe, amen, and you bring it to to wherever you are in worship to God. Amen. But watch the next verse. The next verse says, also, you shall not neglect the Levite, which is the pastor. 
who is in your town, for he has no inheritance among who? All right. At the end of every third year, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in that year, and you shall what? Deposit it in your town. And the Levi, because he has no portion of inheritance among you and the alien, the orphan, and the widow who are in the town shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God, watch this, watch this. I'm trying to help somebody here. He may bless you. What? So your tithe is connected to your work of your hand.